Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Everton versus Liverpool in the Merseyside Derby. Yes, yes, I know, I know. It's been a while. Um, first of all, I'd like to apologise for the inactivity during the last five and a half weeks. I've not been dropping um, episodes as consistently as I would like to. Um yeah, it was just a time where life was just getting in the way. Responsibilities, rare tear, tear, all that other stuff. Once again, some serious apologies. Um, but I'm back. I'm back and I, I, I couldn't not do an episode. I couldn't not do an episode, especially after last night's events um, in the Merseyside Derby today. Uh, last night, sorry, obviously. Um, so... Yeah, let's let me. I haven't really thought about a format as to should I fill in the gaps between now, the last time I've done an episode and today. Um, I know the last episode I dropped was the five nil masterclass away at Old Trafford, um, Liverpool versus Man United, the five nil drubbing that we gave them. Um, I haven't done any. I haven't done. Uh, I haven't done an episode in ages. Um, yeah, so after that Man United game, I believe there was an international break, correct? There must have been. I think there was an international break. So I've missed the West Ham game, Brighton game, um, all that other stuff. But in summary, to sum that all up, I just want to say Liverpool are still in a title race between what happened then and up to um, Tonight, which I'm uh, last night, which I'm going to discuss about in greater detail. Um, Mo Salah still in form. Um, he got ranked seventh in the Ballon d'Or. Uh, wow, seventh! I everyone on social media was selling saying at least top five, right? Top three, but it just shows you that these journalists that put in the votes for these players. Don't have a clue about football. Um, Gorginho being ranked in third place just shows you the state of football in this current age is just it's shocking right now. It's 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 so bad. It's so bad. He should never ever had gotten third place for what, five yard passes and just for being in a team that won a Champions League final and a team that won the Euros. Okay, well done. But was you the key man? To make that win happen. You wasn't. So how can you get third place for it? To, with Modric you can kind of understand. In that rare year. Where he played the DM role. But he played an integral part. To Croatia even reaching. To even Croatia even reaching. The World Cup final in 2018. But what was Gorginho doing. For Chelsea and. And for. Uh. Italy in the Euros. I don't remember him being the key part. Chiesa done more. Chiesa, if anything, was the key man for Italy. I'm not saying Chiesa should be third, but I'm just saying who should have been, who was the more integral man in that period of time. And you'd say Havertz, Mason Mount, Kante, they all were more integral than Gorginho in Chelsea's run to the Champions League. So the fact that they gave Gorginho third, absolute bizarre insanity. Um... And I even feel sorry for Lewandowski that he even missed out again on a Ballon d'Or to, my, to Lionel Messi. He should have got it last year, but they gave the stupid COVID excuse like he couldn't just do the event 
online or just do it electro like do you know what i mean we have internet just put people behind cameras make it covid covid regulate it and give Lewandowski his reward the fact that it is disgusting that they even gave him a, 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 they had to birth a, a reward for him strike of the year reward just to be oh sorry we didn't give you the your, the ballon d'or that you was actually meant to get last season um here's this uh pitter bread of a reward to make up for it um yeah, that that that's just outrageous. And even Lionel Messi, when he won it, he said um, to Lewandowski, "I know you should have, you should be here right now. You you should have had this reward presented to you last year. It's a shame that it didn't happen." And yeah, he apologized. And credit to Lionel Messi, even even though he's won his seventh Ballon d'Or, seventh record Ballon d'Or, it's it's crazy. I mean, congrats to Messi, obviously, but I just feel like Lewandowski was better. That calendar year, do you know what I mean? He he, he was. Wait, I get it. You won Copa America, but like it just wasn't enough. Do you know what I mean? To to stake a Ballon d'Or claim, nah, I just don't see it at all. But yeah, um, and then they gave Mohamed Salah seventh, seventh place. Ah, uh, don't even. It doesn't even make sense. And Harry Kane, who finished with the most goals and assists. Was what twenty third or something crazy like that again? The rankings complete bizarre and all over the place. Yeah, so that's the Ballon d'Or summary. Um, but I'm here to talk about the Merseyside derby and the build up to that. So we know in this Merseyside derby, in the build up to it, we know Everton poor, poor run of form. They were lost six games. Without six games without a win or something like that, um, they lost to Brentford on the Sunday, uh, and then Everton fans heavily booing the players, heavily booing Rafa Benitez, agent Rafa, whatever you want to call him. Um, he he's not the right appointment, but we'll get into we'll get into all that later as well. Um, also, whereas Liverpool contrastingly. Scoring two goals for the last 16, 17 games running, which is a, a record matched by uh, Sunderland. And then I'll talk about whether we broke that tonight. I mean, I know the game's gone and it's been like 18 hours since the game, but you probably know what I'm going to say. But I'm still going to talk about that a little bit later on as I don't want to jumble everything into one sort of um, context. You know what I mean? So... So yes, Merseyside Derby, Redemption Day. I called it Redemption Day because this was the significant moment last season where the uh, where everything just went to shit due to the nature of um the behavior of Everton players. Um Richarlison going out of his way to injure Thiago, um putting him out for 3 months, giving him a stop-start career to Life under Liverpool. And then um, by the time Thiago was fit again, he was playing in a disjointed Liverpool team, having to adjust to the Premier League intensity with uh, with an injury-ridden squad. And obviously, the Pickford versus Van Dijk moment where he took him out, took him out, took his ACL and MCL out, which meant that he was in, he was inactive for 10 months, 10 whole months. And... Um, it was a psychological hurdle for both Thiago and Van Dijk to come back to, in a way. More more so Van Dijk, because obviously 
10 months and then this is the place where you had the setback so there was that psychological hurdle to overcome we'll talk about whether he overcame it um and all that stuff and yeah same with kind of the same with Thiago even though he wasn't out as long but we still had a point to prove because even in that game last year the stupid VAR nonsense if you remember Thiago passing the ball to Mane Mane passing the ball to Henderson who should have had the winner but that was taken away from him due to the technicalities that VAR was producing last year um which they seem to have rectified this year now. I've not seen many people complain about VAR. It seems like they've finally got it um, uh, sorted. The benefit of the doubt. None of this, oh, your shoulder was offside by two inches, therefore it's offside. Let's draw lines where we're not really sure where we're drawing lines at. And this year, I've not heard any... Major offside complaints. We're in December, 14, 13, 14 games of the season. There's not been any controversial VAR offside. I, too, like where you're like, oh my God, that's outrageous. How did that happen? There's not been none of that. So they've definitely learned from the Euros where, in the Euros where they were getting VAR right and they've adopted that and implemented it in the Premier League. And now you've seen actual officiating being done properly. So... That's good to see. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into the lineup. So in goal, Allison, left back, Robertson, centre backs, Van Dijk, Matic, right back, Trent Alexander Arnold, your midfield three, Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson, up front, Salah, Mane, Jota. Yes. So when I saw that lineup, I said, God damn. I said, God damn. It means Everton are in trouble. Klopp wants smoke. He wants retribution. And it's almost similar to the lineup we produced last season, which you'd arguably say was our best lineup. Because if I remember correctly, Thiago started that game. Thiago started that game. I think Fabinho started that game as well, and Henderson started that game. And he had the same back five. Right, same back five. Up front, the only difference was, I don't think Jota started. I think it was Firmino. Yeah. But yeah, so on the bench, you had Oxlade-Chamberlain, Canati, Minamino, Milner, uh, Tyler Morton. Yeah, and you obviously still got injuries. Um, Curtis Jones still in. Well, apparently he's got an eye issue, which means he's... He has to wait a few more weeks to get the eye sorted. But in terms of uh, his body, physicality-wise, he's fine. It's just the eye thing that he needs to sort out. Um, Harvey Elliott stepping up his rehab. Stepping up his rehab. He's now jogging on the football pitch. Um, so we might see him again. We might see him next month, I think. Um uh, obviously, with the situation with AFCON, which I'll probably talk about a little bit. Um, and yeah, Keita, we we're waiting for his return. I forgot. I almost completely forgot about Keita. Almost forgot about him. Um, and then, yeah. Other than that, I'm glad Klopp put out the strongest possible team because this was a, this was a game where you want to 
put a statement of intent. And obviously, Man City and Chelsea roughly playing at the same time um, means that no slip-ups can be had up in this three-horse title race. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into the game. So, the game starts now in the first half. And overall, Liverpool were sensational. Even in the first, I'd say, 10-minute period. The first 10-minute period, um, it was almost like Liverpool-Man United in terms of the counter-pressing, full-velocity tempo, just getting Everton, not allowing Everton to get into any sort of rhythm. Like, any sort of rhythm. Um, to the point where Liverpool could have scored in like the first two minutes of the game. Um I remember we had a corner, Trent is on Arnold whips it in from the right hand side. The whips it in a very crisscross. Sadio Mane tries to half jump for it, then realizes he probably can't get it. And Joe Matip's just behind him, and I think the jump of uh Mane puts off the jump of Mane puts off Matip. Matip can't get a, a, a good connection onto it. Um ball goes slightly wide. Yes, mom. Could you do me a Is it urgent? Huh? What's what is it? The cooker's uh, part of it has blown. I want to repair that there's a number I can't see it properly. There's a modern number I can't see it properly. I can't see it properly.
back. Apologies, apologies, apologies. Apologies. I went com <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect uh there to be an interruption like that. Um Yeah, so apologies for the two minutes silence. I'll put it I'll put in the description um where you can fast forward it because of the interruption. Anyway, I'm back now. So um what was I saying? Yes, Matip has a header, goes just wide. Um, and then after that, Liverpool still keep up their intensity. Um, the ball is whipped in from Robertson this time. Salah finds himself in good space, but it kind of half volleys this ball over. Um, you could uh, you could arguably say that it could have hit. It could have probably tested Pickford a bit more. Um, but no, nah, yeah, I guess with your first shot of the day and there's a derby and a hostile atmosphere, you kind of want to get the jitters away. Um, yeah, then after that, we were still on top of Everton. Um, and then finally, the key moment came. Uh, this was like, I'd say about 12 minutes in. Yeah, 12 minutes in. Um, again, Liverpool in triangles. So, what Liverpool were doing well whenever our full-backs would push forward, you'd obviously have Thiago and Fabinho sitting, dictating play. Fabinho would be the sweep-up and Thiago would be the start of the orchestrating of um, the, the, the flow of the move. So, any time Everton were dispossessed or we won the second ball, got it down, Thiago finds Fabinho... Henderson usually finds a player wide, either Sadio Mane or Robertson. Um, in this instance, they linked up. Mane holding the ball up, cuts in, sees Henderson, passes the ball outside the box to Henderson. The ball rolls. The, the ball rolls perfectly for him on his left hand side, and he just curls it just outside the box. And there's a beautiful curl. Pickford's little T-Rex arms couldn't get to it. Um, 1-0 Liverpool. Yep. <laughs> and Liverpool take the lead, as they should. Uh, as, 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 and it was a subdued celebration from Jordan Henderson this time. Typically, typically, it, he you'd see Henderson burst a vein, come out his neck. But nah, this time he was like, relaxed. Like, just like, yeah. Yeah, I was meant to score that. I was always meant to score, kind of thing. Not this, oh my God, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Even in the ton on the build-up, before the players came out, Henderson had this laser focus on him. It wasn't this, like, this amped up, let's get amped up feeling like, like these Everton players need to do because if they, they have to re- rely on atmosphere and the occasion to get them going. All Liverpool have to do is play their normal game. And I think that's what Jurgen Klopp must have drummed into our players for the team talk. Hey, listen, I know last year all the, these men were doing reckless tackles. They were doing, they were not even playing in the ethical, sporting manner of the way you should play the beautiful game. But forget all that. Don't listen to the crowd. Don't bite back to the crowd. Don't wind up to. Don't wind up the crowd. Don't let them take you away for what we have to do on the pitch today. And and that's and you could see how assertive Liverpool was. Um, so, so yeah, Liverpool take the lead there. 
Um, and then after that, Everton still couldn't get into the game. Van Dyke was winning good headers. Just any time Richarlison tried to jump up and get the ball, Van Dyke just cleaning up as usual. My tip, if anything, he had the shaky half. Unfortunately, just like under hitting passes, or he wouldn't be. I don't know. He'd push up for some reason, but it wouldn't make sense why he's pushing up. Um, it wouldn't make sense why he's pushing up, and then he'd just do some some little erratic things. But it wasn't to the point where you're like, "Oh my god, why is he doing that?" Comp-? And then like Everton punish us or something. Um, yeah, in terms of Trent, Trent looked assured. Robertson looked assured. Um, and then there was a time where we all... Well, yeah, we did get the second goal. Um, we stopped the Everton attack. Um, Thiago passes to Henderson. Salah's really off on his run. Henderson just looks up. Poop! Through ball. Inside, just curls it around. Curls it right-hand side where Salah's making the curved run. Passes the ball into the space. Salah runs, 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 takes a touch. Dribbles, perfect control, first touch, perfect control, second touch. Pickford slowly coming out of his goal. And then, but Pickford vacates a big side of his left-hand goal. But Salah's kind of not really adjacent to um, where the goal is situated. He's still on the right-hand side a bit, which means that Salah would have to kind of twist and curl his, curl his body to... Um, curve his body to get a curl on the ball for it to reach the goal, hit the target. Um, he does that. He does exactly that. It's 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 like if you've played FIFA before, I'm sure all of my listeners have played FIFA. It's like when you whip the ball in using the R1 circle. It was that, but on his left foot, and you just see the ball curl into the top corner. Salah walks away, two nil, um, and then after that. You saw Everton fans. <laughs> you saw Everton fans leaving at two 0 after twenty minutes. I couldn't believe it. They were leaving at two 0 after twenty minutes. They are lucky Matip didn't score in the first two minutes. That Salah didn't score the chance after that in the first five minutes. Because if it was four 0 after twenty minutes, they would have all gone home. They would have been like, "To hell with this." I've got work tomorrow. I'm not watching another loss, etc, etc. And yes, yeah, so in that 2-0, you'd say Liverpool should really put the game out of sight from there. But then, um, we signed, like, we kind of, I don't know, our intensity just dropped a little bit and then it kind of allowed Everton to find some bit of stability just by just slowing the game down and making it into a physical battle thing. And, you, and Thiago was getting into like, Needless, like, challenges with Allen. Um, yeah, just mainly Thiago and I think Robertson once or twice, something like that. And then Andre Gray was beginning to get going. Anytime he dribbled with the ball, he'd, like... he His drive was different, like, so different. Um, he, was the, he was the only one pro- probably threatening... Um, just and causing um, some sort of fluidity for Everton, and then you got Andrews Townsend, who had the ball at one point. He tried to um, dribble past Robertson or Fabinho, one of the two. Um, Robertson pulls out his leg after he realizes 
Ardona calls a foul here. And Townsend just falls over. Intentionally, by the way. And the referee called it a dive and gave him a yellow card for it. Rightly so. Because how can you how can you behave like that and think you can get away with it? No, if you do simulation, you got to get booked. You have to get booked for it. Um, and then, yeah, there was a moment like five minutes later where... Allen won a clean tackle on Jota. I can't lie, like foot on the ball, everything took out Jota. After the referee gave him a yellow card. I hate Everton. I'm sure all my sub- everyone listening to the podcast here hates Everton and what they done. That was never a yellow card. I'm sorry, Portini, the referee got that completely wrong. <laughs> but hey, I take it. If, if, if Everton plays on a yellow card, it means they can't do what they used to do. They can't tackle how they used to. Um, and then, yeah, and Thiago was just causing uh, accumulation of fouls that the referee is noting up. Um, and then after the 25 to, like, 35-minute period in that first half, Liverpool just allowed Everton to get back into the game. Like, we stopped counter-pressing. And I think because of the threat on Andre Gray, um, the Gray versus Trent Jewel, Gray was winning that one. There was a times, couple times where he dribbled past him, and I think Henderson realized, oh, I got to cover the right hand side more. I got to do, I got to help Trent out. Let me sit back a little bit. And now because um, Henderson, who was good at setting the tempo for the team, has to now kind of cover Trent because of the threat of Gray. Um, it kind of just gave the fans something to hold on to. And then in the thirty-five minutes, um, key moment happens for Everton. Ball thrown in, Fabinho. I don't know. I think misplaced pass or something. The ball is given away. Um, we had Matip and Trent pushing up, presuming uh, Liverpool are really going to have control of possession. Um, a through ball from Allen to Gray. Gray finds himself in that goal. He slots the ball underneath Allison's legs. 2-1 Everton. And then it gave Everton some sort of false hope. Um, and then, yeah, for the remainder of that first half, it was just like uh, a little bit physical again. Thiago fouling Allen straight after that getting booked. So I was thinking, oh, oh now Thiago's falling for the occasion as opposed to um, playing the actual game itself. Um, but yeah, Liverpool do well to hold on 2-1. Um, in, in theory, I tweeted at halftime, in theory, it should be 4-0. Um, but for whatever reason, we allowed Everton to get back into the game. But did I ever think Everton would score again? Absolutely not. Um, it just depends on Liverpool's concentration. We can't have a situation like Brentford, like Brighton, where we should really be out of sight and then you just give the team hope for no reason. Like, I'm sure we should have learned from that previous game management and just assert ourselves. Um, yeah, and then second half starts now and then Liverpool find themselves regaining control again. Um, the pivot of Thiago and Fabinho helping um, nullify any other in attacks and helping sustain our fluidity. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the key moment happens again, 60 minutes. This time, Everton corner. Um, Andrews Townsend whips it in. Robertson clears it because it doesn't pass the first man. Andre Gray um, controls the ball, passes to Seamus Coleman while the ball is in the air. Salah realises, uh-oh, this, he gave him an awkward pass. Let me just close him down, see how see what happens here. Seamus Coleman completely miscontrols this ball. Salah pounces on him, pop, gets the ball off him. Seamus Coleman tries to grab his arm. Salah says, get off me, because you know how Salah's upper body strength is like. 
says, get off me. Drives with the ball. Drives, 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 drives with the ball. Seamus Coleman, he's clenching his jaw. He's like, who, who, who? He can't catch up to Salah because Salah's acceleration is crazy. When he's going, when he gets going like that, and it's just one focus on mind. You can't stop him. Salah approaching 18-yard box. Pitford coming out of his goal. Seamus Coleman trying to grab his arm again. Salah slots the ball. Falls over. Past Pickford. Uh, ball slowly just rolls into the corner. 3-1 Liverpool. Sal- Mohamed Salah, 13 goals in all... in 13 goals in the Premier League so far. Um, best player in the world, absolutely. Seventh 7th best player in the world? Absolutely not. Ballon d'Or 2022, you need to right your wrongs there. What you're seeing right now is the best man playing in the world right now. And the fact you gave him 7th place, disgraceful. If you gave him top 5, I wouldn't complain. But 7th? Nah. And you're saying Ronaldo had a better season than this guy. No no chance. It was this absolute scene, Salah celebrating towards the away fans. Um, the pyros thrown onto the pitch. Um, and then you see some aesthetics... Still images, which I'm sure you've all seen from Mohamed Salah with the pyro and the back of his name as he's walking away. It's actually a beautiful shot. Liverpool fans and pyro go together like bread and butter. Um, it just reminds me of the time we did it with Sadio Mane and the time we did it at Man City away. Um, and that 3-1, it demoralised um, it demoralised uh, Everton. And yeah, Liverpool were practically in control. We then took Thiago off, took James Milner on. Um, and then Henderson came off. Henderson came off for Oxalade. Um And then the fourth goal comes. Um, Robertson passes the ball to Jota. Jota does a... a, 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 a I don't even know how to describe this move. Like a backhill roll past Allen. Controls the ball with his left foot. Looks up to see where Pickford is. And from an audacious angle, just hits it with his left foot. Hits the roof of the net. It was like an Alguero-esque finish. You know what Alguero did to Dejan Lovren in the 2018-2019 goal? It was kind of an exact replica like that. The, si- the finishing was very similar. Pickford beaten, 4-1 Liverpool. Um, everyone, in, everyone crying tears of joy. Um, the Eve, Eve fuming as more than ever. Uh, a bunch of Everton fans this time definitely leaving um the turnstiles. Um, and then yeah, the last substitution Jota off. I think Minamino came on, and yeah, after after that we kind of just saw the game away, and Liverpool win four one. Um, it was the first time that uh Liverpool have beaten Everton at Goodison Park like that in thirty nine years. It's the first time um, Liverpool have scored two or more goals for 18 consecutive games ever in English top flight history. So that's another stat to talk about. Um, yeah, Mohamed Salah, 13 goals. Jotter on nine goals. Um, Salah with the most assists as well, with 11, 11 assists. Um, but yeah, sensational performance. Jürgen Klopp doing the... Way, way, way. Um, yeah, that was beautiful to see. Um, got our fans all happy. Um, and yeah, and I'm I'm happy we got a result. To, not even just a result. It was a demolition job. Um, typically at Goodison Park, it's not a. It's, historically, we're not ever on job. 
um, in the last decade anyway, the only times we've won there is 2016, I think, or 17, when Sadio Mane got that winner. All, all the other times in the last decade has either been a draw or a rare Everton win, which was only in 2010. But it'd always be draws, draws, draws. And this time Jurgen Klopp has overcome two significant hurdles. Getting a win at Goodison Park, getting a win at Old Trafford, away from home. That is a statement. That is an absolute statement. It means that Liverpool gone up a gear. Liverpool's also scored 43 goals, 43 league goals in 14 games. That's an average of three goals a game. At least three goals a game. How do you stop this Liverpool team? It's more frightening than 17-18. We were like, oh my God, I love this Liverpool in attack. This is a better version of 17-18 in attack. And we just hope, we just pray that we get the defensive stability of 18-19. And if you merge that together, that should be enough to win the Premier League title. But unfortunately, Chelsea won as well. Man City won as well. So after all that effort, Liverpool still third. Two points behind first place. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a three-horse title race. Um, and the key difference will be AFCON. Whether Salah Mane are gone for two games or gone for six games, um, we're not quite sure. But I'm sure Chelsea and Liverpool will be writing to FIFA to try and get some extended leave or whatever to try and minimise that. And hopefully it's only just Brentford and Crystal Palace that they miss out on. Um, and you'd think we'd have enough to beat Brentford and Crystal Palace. And it could maybe Leicester, depending on if Egypt or Senegal make the final. Um, and yeah, also this Omricon variant, we're not really sure what's going on with that as well. So, things are a little bit all over the place. Um, but yeah, my man in the match, a lot of people are on, on social media, it was voted Salah, but my man in the match is Henderson. He set the tempo for the counter-press. He set the tempo, scoring the first goal. He set he he create got an assist for the second goal. Without Henderson today, do Liverpool win this game? You don't. I, maybe we still do. Of course, Everton are in that terrible form. Of course, but um, he was the pivotal one. Of course, Salah getting the two goals was obviously pivotal as well. Jota scoring again. This guy, absolutely frightening with his finishing. Frightening form. It's love. Beautiful to see. Um, and yeah, you just got to pray we sustain it and got to pray for some sort of slip-up between Man City and Chelsea. Um, in terms of the title race, it's probably going to go all the way. But if Man City sign a striker, it'll be very difficult to get this title back. It'll be very difficult. If they sign Kane, if they decide to go for Kane in January or decide to do something crazy like go for Haaland, and and they get a striker in, a recognised world class striker. Yes, but whoever finishes Man City will win the league. Right now, Man City in second and Chelsea in first. Chelsea grinding out wins. A lot of people are saying it's unsustainable for them to win like this. But Liverpool won the league like this. There was a lot of two one results. A lot of 2-1 results. And Chelsea are doing the same thing. 
similar thing, grinding out results. And it just comes down to, obviously, AFCON and who can stay injury-free for the longest period of time. Whoever does that will probably win the league. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting three-horse race and I look forward to it. Um, So, yeah, I'm glad to be back doing podcasts again. I'm glad I found the time to do podcasts again. Um, Once again, apologies for the interruption after 14 minutes. Um, I will put in the description that expect some audio disruption where I couldn't... Because I film on my mobile phone and not a professional podcast, I can't, like, I'll click stop and then click play again. Do you know what I mean? It's not like... Because I film on Anchor, the platform. Um, Oh, yeah, and speaking of Anchor... Um, they told they're giving me my Spotify Wrapped uh, listings for the year. So I'll bring, I'll bring let's bring that up now. I've had an eighty percent increase in listeners, forty two percent of an increase in followers. Thank you all for everyone that's listened to this podcast religiously. Um. I've, it says uh, three fans have listened to me more than any other podcast. Whoever the three fans are, you might be even listening now. If you're listening now, um, thank you very much for your support. Um, honestly, it's appreciated knowing that I'm spending time out of my day just giving my review about Liverpool and what I think the current Liverpool side are like and what they're doing. 35% of my fans listen to me between 11am and 5pm. So, I plan on dropping this episode, but maybe 5, depending on where you are in the world. So, And I've released a 1,000 minutes of content across 47 episodes. So, yeah. It's really appreciated, um, everyone that's listened to me. And please, if you like this podcast, share it. Um, I apologise once again for being inactive the last five, six weeks, but I had to cover this game. I know I had to cover this game. Same way how I covered Man United. But I will try my utmost best to now be consistent in the back end of 2021 as we go into 2022 next year. Uh, our next game is Wolves away. I can't remember if that's on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, either way... Do, will we see the exact same lineup as Wednesday? I'm not quite sure. I think we'll rotate. And then obviously we'll rotate again for AC Milan because it's a dead rubber game. Um, so yeah, quite a long episode, 38 minutes in, minus the two and a half minute interruption. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. I really appreciate it if you've listened all the way through. I'm back, yes, after this hiatus. Let me try to keep consistent again and keep this good content going again. Um, And yeah, if you like this episode, just share it with everyone if you can. I don't really ask for much. I don't even run ads on this, Um, you know what I mean? So all I do is just share share my voice to fellow LFC supporters listening all around the world. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Tune in next time on... Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember which game, I can't remember which day, but I'm sure you'll see an episode drop this weekend. Alright, cheers.